Haley, what are people's reactions when they find out about your whole composting gymnastics that you've got going on over <laughs> <Gymnastics>. there? Gymnastics. <laughs> Positive. Okay. They think it's cool, but okay. they're a little bewildered because, like, it takes up half my freezer. Yeah, you, you got to explain that. <laughs> that it's in my freezer? Yes. Well, because I can't just, like, put it all on my counter. It's going to start smelling and I'm going to get fruit flies and, like... My whole building had ants. So I stick uh, it all in the freezer okay. because it takes me like three weeks to have enough to like to take it over, take it to my community like garden. Yeah. OK. And so then it's not like actively molding and getting all gross. OK. No, that's a commitment. So sure. I literally will like it's like sits in a freezer drawer. Uh-huh. And when I'm when the freezer door is full, I pull out the entire freezer drawer, stick that in my trunk, drive over to the community garden. So I admit that it sounds like a lot of effort, but it is worth it to me. Is it worth it to you? You compost. Oh, totally. We compost. We're committed to composting. We've got the, the normal system, though, not like your system. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I want to hear more about that normal system. So I know it's worth it to you. It's worth it to me. One of our listeners, not so sure. Her name is Agnieszka Spieszna, and she's a freelance editor living in Hancock Park. And it's not that she hasn't composted before. She used to when she mm, lived in Michigan, mm-hmm. and she had a big old backyard to do that. Right. Can't exactly do that now that she's here in L.A. Every single week, I have to either drive over to the farmer's market to drop off the compost or sneak into my neighbor's bins because my apartment building doesn't have the green composting bins. Which is obviously kind of an ongoing issue here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because like, yeah, California's mandated these green bins, but there's still so many of us that don't have them yet. Oh, yeah. My city has not figured it out yet Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, right. So in the meantime, she's kind of been wondering. I'm curious whether composting is actually worth it. And if so, is there a difference between the different composting programs, like the green bins that are provided by the city versus volunteer programs like LA Compost? I mean, we know the answer is yes. It's definitely worth it. But I'm always up for an excuse to talk about why. Oh, yeah. Big fan. And there are so many different ways to do it. And we get to talk about them all. This is the Anti-Dread Climate Podcast, your practical, personal guide to protecting the planet. I'm Kaylee Wells, KCRW's climate reporter. And I'm Candace Sickens-Russell, environmental educator and CEO at Friends of the LA River. So, Agnieszka, is it worth it to compost? Obviously, we think so, but I still called up another expert just so he could say. Yes, it's worth it. That's Elliot Kuhn. I know, because you introduced me to him. (laughs) I did. He owns Cottonwood Urban Farm in Panorama City, and he does all sorts of food and composting and education work from his farm there. And he also seems to be one of the biggest compost cheerleaders I ever did meet. Absolutely. (laughs) Pom-poms and everything. Oh, yeah. So when I first gave him Agnieszka's question, he got kind of philosophical on me. It's biomimicry, all right? This is what happens on forest floors. It's what happened in vacant lots here in L.A. Composting is decomposition, which fuels into new life, right? So is it worth it to be a part of that system? Yeah. Yes, that totally resonates with me, the whole philosophical mm. feeling. Like, I, I, I love that. That's exactly ex- like what I think of when I think about composting. Yeah. But I think Agnieszka is looking for something more scientific here. And that's kind of the answer I was looking for, too. And so I asked him to give me one. We're sequestering carbon and putting it back into the earth, all right? So that can be this elevated scientific approach to, hey, we're, we're taking out of the atmosphere, putting it back in the earth, and we're sequestering this carbon, which helps benefit our fight against climate change. And I know carbon sequestration is sort of a big sciencey phrase, but mm. it's super cool. Mm-hmm. It basically just means that all that like planet warming carbon up in the atmosphere, 
were taking it out of the atmosphere and shoving it into the ground and keeping it there instead. Mm -hmm. And so when you compost on your soil, the soil is healthier, so it can hold more of the Earth's carbon. Mm -hmm. It also retains moisture better, which is really great if you're in these like droughty landscapes like we have in Southern California. It's so cool. Yeah, we can also talk about methane, right? Like the fact that as things are decomposing in the landfill, there are gases being released. And that's contributing to climate change. That's contributing to this gas that's being released into the atmosphere. And it's just more and more of the warming, more and more of the problem that we're trying to solve. Right. And as we know, methane is one of the most potent greenhouse gases. Absolutely. It's way worse than carbon. So much worse. So composting stores carbon and makes it so we're creating less methane. Yes. And that means that the landfills are not filling up as quickly. So, so much of what's going to the landfill every day, every week, is is food, is like that food yeah. waste. People are just not either able to eat as much or things are going bad or whatever's going on. You ordered a pizza instead, whatever's going on. Uh, the food is going to the waste. So when we can when we can compost, we can actually store that food in a different way rather than sending it to the landfill to just decompose and be disgusting. Um, if we're going to geek out on how cool compost is, though, we probably need to talk about the right way to compost, sure. the best way to do so. Sure, okay. And Agnieszka wants to know which of those options is the best Mm -hmm, one. So mm -hmm. I think we should probably start with the easiest because Kuhn suggested that the best option is just the one that you're going to keep doing. So Agnieszka, you live in California, which means your city is required to provide the green bin to throw all your organic waste in. Mm -hmm. If you don't have one, you can tell your local government about it. Yeah. This is what I did because mm. my apartment complex was not providing me a green bin. And so I called up L.A. Nice. and said and I told on him. OK. Tattle. <laughs> and they said, OK, where do you live? And I gave him an address. And three weeks later, I had a green bin. I love it. And that's what you have to do. You know, kudos to you, like making that happen. And I'm actually a little shocked that it worked. But I know. Um, Even if she does do that, the wheels of government will only work so quickly. So I love what Elliot says about the best system is the one you're going to stick with. That is so true. And that's like an environmental education, like, like tagline, like T-shirt, right? That's what, well, that's the best system. So you have to think about how you can make this work for you in a way that's going to be long-term sustainable and keep you from sneaking over the fence into your neighbor's yard to dump your compost. Right. Because that's not super legal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So in the meantime, while you're waiting for the wheels of government to work, you might need another option, which is where the group L.A. Compost comes in that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. They run compost systems at community gardens all over L.A. I found them just on the Internet when I was looking for a nearby garden to bring my scraps way before we had these green bins now. Um, And then I just sort of signed up. I found the community garden near me. I put my name down and they're like, sure, come on by. Perfect. And by the way, if you're like, well, but I live in an urban apartment and I couldn't possibly manage this. Yes, you can. uh, And I've been doing it for several years now. But Candace, and I said this earlier, I want to hear more about your backyard system because you're currently like living my dream. And I really want to hear about how cool that is. Well, it's very, very simple and streamlined. It's got the countertop composter thing. Um, As I'm cutting vegetables for dinner or what have you, the carrot tops or whatever onion skins go into this bin. We do tea bags and coffee grounds and stuff too. Mm -hmm. And it all goes into this little countertop thing. And every day or so when the trash goes out, Mansman will take it out to the bin and dump it into this big box bin. And this is a very common, the most common kind of composter. 
It has a drawer at the bottom that when you lift it up, whatever's broken down has kind of trickled down, filtered down to the bottom. And you can pull this rich, beautiful, healthy compost out of the bottom and like put it on the garden, which is right there. It's in the garden. So it's a really... Um, simple system, but you can make it as complicated as you want to. We're uh -huh. lazy composters. We don't even take the stickers off of the the veg the fruits before we throw them in because we just that we don't care. Okay, but it's our compost. We're going to use it. So yes, as I'm pulling out this beautiful rich soil, sometimes I have to go through and pick out the occasional apple sticker. But we just kind of throw stuff in there, wait for it to decompose, turn it every couple of weeks, and voila, compost. Sounds like magic. I like it's, not. Hard to, it's, it's hard for me box. to believe that this really exists, but <laughs> it's a plastic <laughs> box. So you've been doing it for years. So yep. that's really cool. Many, many years. Okay, so we should probably recap with some takeaways here. Let's do it. Agnieszka, is composting worth it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Less methane and carbon in the air, healthier soil, water saved. There's so many reasons why it's worth it. And is there a best way to do it? Like, let's not get caught up in this right or wrong, perfect or imperfect. It's the method that's going to work for you. If you need a whole drawer of your freezer or you want to throw the stickers in the bin, either way, we're good. And how do you start? You could look for a local community garden. You could look for a farmer's market to bring your food scraps. Mm -hmm. You got to be the squeaky wheel to get your local government to comply with the state organic waste laws. And if you're brave enough and blessed with owning property, then <laughs> you can apparently pretty easily do it in your own backyard. So, Candace, what's the good news this week? The good news this week is really cool, and it's about composting. So, Great. way back in 1996, San Francisco became the first city in the nation to establish this large-scale food composting program. This is them taking, like, everyday household food waste and composting it. And no one had been doing that before. And so... It was really successful. The city achieved 50% landfill diversion by 2000. And now there are all these other cities that are doing it too, like Seattle, Austin, Portland, uh, Denver. And of course, we have our new program here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So California now, of course, has the state law that's requiring this organic waste going and being diverted from landfills by 75% by 2025. And they've diverted a lot over time. But so far, because of this program in San Francisco being the pilot, California diverted 2.5 million tons of organic waste. Oh, my gosh. That's really wild. That's really cool. Yeah. That's it this week on the Anti-Dread Climate Podcast. If you haven't, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. We've got a newsletter that will have our advice every week to get it into your inbox. Or if you want to ask us a question, go to kcrw.com slash climate. Next week, we've got an episode that'll hear from a sustainable business owner who's raising a big question for all of us who get dressed every morning. My question is, how do I source affordable, sustainable fashion? That's my big question. Where is it in the world? I'm Candace Dickens-Russell, CEO of the Friends of LA River and an environmental educator. I'm Kaylee Wells, the climate reporter at KCRW. Our executive producer is Sonia Geis. Our production assistant is Celine Mendiola. Technical director is John Meek. Music by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. The Anti-Dread Climate Podcast is a KCRW production. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost to splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. 
I'm Rima Kreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.